Hey, this is me, Ice Robots. We're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time out, we're going to talk about an earthquake. Going to open up a Motu. Going to talk about a concert I went to. Yes, I actually went out of the house. Then, we're happy, man. Grandmaster Grandpa's back with us. So, uh, Grandmaster G, kick that beat. OKIC Robot, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. So the other day, it was a, uh, I believe it was a Tuesday. I was, I was in the house. The wife was here. She just got home from work. We were getting ready to go to the gym. I was already in my gym gear. She just put hers on. She was, uh, started to tie her shoe when all of a sudden I heard, I heard this beeping and I did not, I did not know what it was. It was a, a sound I had never heard before. It was some kind of an alarm and I was, I was looking around, trying to figure out what it was, and then all of a sudden, earthquake. We got hit with like a four-point-something earthquake with the epicenter not even a mile from my house. I have never in my life been in an earthquake this big. The house was swaying. It was swinging side to side. I was in the hallway standing there like a dummy. Like, I just I had, I didn't, had no idea what was going on. At first, at first, I thought it was this kid across the street. This kid across the street, he has like a booming stereo system, and every once in a while, he'll... He's one of those dudes who likes to tinker around with his stereo. He's a nice kid, he's fine. Doesn't bother me. But he likes to he likes to tinker with his stereo, and every once in a while he'll like test the limits of the boom. And I thought I thought that was what was going on for a second, but then I noticed the door frame. I was standing in the hallway getting ready to go in, into the bedroom. I, I was checking to see if the wife was ready. I wanted to go. I wanted to go and get get this gym stuff over with. So I, I looked down the hallway and and the door frame is moving like four to five inches side to side. And all of a sudden I go. This is an earthquake. And I said, earthquake. By this time, it's been going on for like 10 seconds. But I go, earthquake. And then I run into the room. You know, I run into the room to see, like, I don't know, to, to protect my wife and my family. So I, I run in there, and I see she's on the floor near the side of the bed. And she has Dr. Jones, the dog, underneath her. She had grabbed Dr. Jones like a hero and protected her. And I'm like, I got to admit, I'm very impressed by this. Because while I was standing there like a dummy trying to figure out what was going on, she had rescued the dog and was already like securely under undercover, right? So I'm, I'm looking around, and then then it stops. It went for like maybe like 20 seconds, and I'm looking, I'm looking around. I'm like, that was crazy. There was no kind of like structural damage or anything like that. But like, I could hear like things falling off the shelves. I could tell that there was going to be some some like action figure uh, action going around. So I, I go, wow, are you okay? That was crazy. And then aftershock, an aftershock hits, right? And this one. This one was about the same strength as the first one, but maybe like half the length. So I'm just like standing there like, ah, like I have no idea what's going on. It's like these things are so confusing when they happen in the moment. And while this is all going on, that thing is still, it's still beeping. It's still beeping, whatever it was. And then I look and it was my phone. It was my phone and somehow I had gotten an emergency alert that an earthquake was on the way. If I would have known what this was, it gave me a good five to 10 seconds before the earthquake happened. I don't know how this works. This is like magic to me. I have no idea. But it gave me like a good five to 10 seconds where I could have like ran and dove under the kitchen table or something. But I I didn't even know that this was on my phone. I had no idea. I've never heard this before. It's been so many moons since we had an earthquake. I think the last time we had an earthquake of any significant note was the, uh, was it 1989 earthquake during the World Series? Honestly, that was like the last time there was any earthquake of note, knock on wood. You'll get like little small ones every once in a while where it's just kind of like, 
things shake like a little bit for a second. It's very normal. It happens, I'm not going to say all the time, but, you know, a few times a year you'll go like, oh, what was that? And then it just kind of kind of passes. But this one was long and this one was big. Fortunately, nothing happened. Nothing happened. A lot of my action figures fell over. None of my Hasbros fell. My, G my wrestling Hasbros. None of them fell. But all my Motu fell. All of them. Not even like He-Man withstood this. They all fell over. So I have to stand those back up. A good part of my G.I. Joe's. Every G.I. Joe I have that didn't have a stand fell over. So I gotta, I gotta deal with that. It's kind of a pain. Nobody wants to deal with these things. A couple things fell in the living room. Absolutely nothing broke. Once again, knock on wood. The only damage of any sort around here. Well, there were two things. Two little things. Next door to my house, to the to the right, a water pipe broke underneath the ground. You can see there's like a little, like a little spurt of water coming out. The guys are actually there working on it now. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you can even hear them in the back if you if you turn the volume up. But they're they're out there drilling in the street right now, fixing that. And then around the corner, a tree fell out of the ground and landed sort of like on somebody's little uh, covered walkway. You could. You can see the roots of the tree because the tree just kind of fell over. It just like came out of the ground. The roots are very, very weak. It makes me think that this tree might even have been like a dead tree that was just like standing there because it just, it just fell over and it fell on top of their walkway and they're going to have to like get a tree cutter guy to come chop it and move that. But otherwise, it was just kind of a, kind of a scary little thing that was going on for a while. I, I immediately got a message from our guy Gino Vega, which I thought was very nice. And he's like, yo, did you get earthquaked? And I said, uh, yeah, a little bit, you know pretty scary and it turns out like he didn't feel it in napa but his mom here in santa rosa got earthquake i think he said his mom ran in the street maybe that was maybe that was somebody else they advise against you running in the street and i honestly don't know why because it feels like i'm gonna be so much safer out in the street than i am gonna be inside my house which could have like potential falling pop culture memorabilia all all over the place but anyway they recommend you not run in the street they recommend you hide under something which which is uh very advisable, but we ended up not going to the gym because I'm like, you know, if there's an earthquake and we go to the gym and I'm on the bench press and there's an aftershock and I drop the weight on my head and die, I'm a dummy. I die as a dummy. I die as a joke. And I don't I don't want that. So we didn't go do that. We just kinda we just kinda hung around the house. Um it was it's scary. It gets me a little anxious when it happens because there's always going to be aftershocks. Like, always, always, always. We only got the one, so it was fine. But then you worry for, like, the next couple days that there could be, like, a potential aftershock. Fortunately, it didn't happen. But, uh, you know, it's it's scary. It, it, it's like it reminds you how powerful the Earth is. You don't really, you know, you walk upon the Earth. You try to take care of the Earth the best you can. But you don't really, like, think of it all too much. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey... It's shaking you like a dog shaking some fleas off its back. And you're just like, what a scary situation. But don't worry. We're fine. Everything's great. It's all good in the hood. Uh, they're going to fix that water pipe. Going to fix their walkway. Eventually, I'll get around to standing my toys up. But you know, you know how big of a chore that can be sometimes. But uh, anywho, let's uh, let's move forward. We're going to open up a He-Man figure, a Motu, that I can add to the, uh, the pile of ones that all fell over on my shelves. There is only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants. Only one man with the power to seize control of the tri-solar galaxy. No matter what it takes. Only the most powerful man in the universe. E-Man. This is the Mo2 Minute with the man who sold Kaldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. 
Yeah, that, uh, that sure is rootin' tootin' right. This is me, I see robots. I'm the guy who sold that acid to that simp. Uh, Skeletor dropped it on his face, and his face melted off, leaving a horrible, horrible green skull underneath. We are going to open up a Motu figure today. This is, this is a figure that I'm, I'm pretty excited about, to be honest. This is a guy who goes by the name of Sunman, and he is known as the greatest... The greatest hero of all. Sunman has an interesting history of a uh, of creation. In back in the day, our guy Sunman was not part of the Motu universe. He was not part of Mattel. He was created by a toy company called Olmec. Let's let's actually, you know, I got um I got a little blurb off the Olmec website that we can that we can use to learn a little more about Sunman before we move forward. Hold it now, hit it. Wyla Eason came up with the concept of Sunman after her son. Menelik Puryear, Menelik Puryear, said he could not be a superhero because he was not white. Because Wyla wanted to directly attack the issue of her son's skin color as being the limiting factor in his perception, she researched and discovered that melanin is what makes skin dark. Therefore, she decided to make that a positive characteristic and have all of Sun Man's powers come from his skin. She gave him the name Sun Man to reflect that the sun has energy and exposure to it can darken your skin. I think that whole thing, I think that whole story is so tight. She saw what she thought was a problem in her community and she went out there and she tried to fix it herself. I, I really, I really appreciate that, man. She saw that her son didn't feel like he was being represented in the He-Man universe. So she went out there and she made her own line of He-Man characters, which uh, was led by this guy, Sun Man, who... He's pretty cool, man. He has like um like a solar themed outfit, and he has some like wings and a shield, and some sort of a weapon that I can't I can't exactly make out. I I do recall seeing Sunman on the rack one time. I um I used to go to this drugstore called Longs with my grandpa. My grandpa lived with us, and he had to do like grandpa-y things over at the pharmacy. So I would. I would go with him because this store Longs was a local chain and because of that they carried a lot of like the knockoff lines and the weird the weird He-Man adjacent figures, you know, your Galaxy Warriors, your your Star Wrestlers and all these all these guys. And I remember the the characters from Olmec Toys were there. I only recall ever seeing Sun Man and I I looked at him and I checked him out. I didn't I didn't wind up getting him. I usually didn't get anything. I would just kinda of go along for the for the looking, this store Longs was really cool. They had all like the knockoff figures, and they had like all these like pulp novels and stuff. They had, like a book section with all these all these crazy novels that I wasn't able to find over at the uh, the the elementary school library, like action adventure, like Vietnam novels and crazy stuff. And then in the front, they had a, a vending machine that dispensed um, soda in in cups, which I always thought was was super cool. And it was only a quarter, and they had. They had a pineapple soda that I liked, but I, I digress. This was all a digression. I digress back to, I digress back to the, um, to the main topic of Sun Man. Let's, let's examine Sun Man as a character really quick. Who is this guy? Who is he? Where is he from? Uh, let's, let's have another little blurb. I apologize. Sun Man harnesses the power of solar energy to fight his foes, including Pigface and others. Sun Man may be as powerful as he man, but the two have never met in person to find out one way or the other. Sun Man and the rulers of the sun are happy to be on Eternia and hope that they have a good time while there. Sun Man, the greatest hero of all has phoenix wings that allow him to fly and the sword of light which acts as his primary weapon. 
that was super uninformative, and I I apologize. Uh, there, I don't I don't even know if Sun Man has an origin story. I, I poked around the internet. I don't even think Sun Man has a Wikipedia page, which is weird. He doesn't he doesn't have a entry in in the He Man wiki or anything. So I I wonder if a lot of this was just like left open to you to kind of uh you know make your own backstory for this character, which is which is cool. And this is honestly one of the hallmarks of like a knockoff figure in that the story is up to you to make. I I can see right here, I'm on the, I'm on the Olmac website. It's officialsunman.com. They they have an advertisement for the old uh, Sunman, and it's it's really cool. More powerful than Spider-Man. More awesome than Superman. He is mightier than He-Man. He is Sunman. They're going all out. He also came with another character, and he didn't come with. He was released at the same time with another character named Pigface, who is really cool. This guy... This guy is also part of the uh, Mattel uh, Motu Origins line. This one, this one's pretty hard to find. It just came out. I, I don't know of anybody who's who's seen this personally. If you have, let me know. I'm a little curious. He's a green guy though, with like, with like white pig tusks. He's really cool. I, I'm looking for him like crazy. He's one that I, I definitely do want. But I, I'm down with Sun Man. I honestly, I think that it's really cool that they acquired this this line and added into the Motu universe. I would think it would be great if they went out there and they acquired some of the rights to some of these, like, galaxy warriors and these other characters and, like, like brought them back to life. I think it would just be really, really cool, and I am all for it. Let's, um, let's pop open Sun Man here right now. Let's, let's take a look. He's on a, he's on a card, you know, typical He-Man card with a six-figure back. You got He-Man, Sun Man, the Horde Trooper, Skeletor, Clawful, and the Anti-Eternia He-Man, which is like a He-Man, but he's colored, like, totally black. Black skin, like black as night, with red, uh, red accoutrements. The the horde trooper is cool. I think I'm gonna wind up picking him up. I got, I got Sunman on the online. I haven't, um, I haven't seen him anywhere in person. Like I've, I've been on the lookout on the toy hunt, and I haven't, I haven't seen our dude Sunman anywhere. I got him on the online. He was only uh 13.99, like shipped, which was really cool. Somebody. I put a watch on him. I saw one, and then somebody sent me an offer. He's on a on a tray. In the card, we're gonna have to get the uh, Vidal Sassoon snips and snip him out of here. He snipped around the uh, around the arms and also around the legs to hold him. I wonder if we could just pull him out. I apologize. You can hear any? Yeah, he can, his legs separated from his head. We got him out. We just did a straight straight rip to get him apart. What one of the things that's kind of cool about these uh, the new He-Man lines is they're modular. Meaning, like, you can take the parts off if you want and interchange the parts with other figures. I haven't, I haven't gotten and made any, like, customs or anything, but I, I, I do kind of see how that could be cool. If I saw, if I saw, like, if I saw, like, a big lot of parts, I might buy them somewhere. But let's, let's take a look. Sunman is, uh, he's wearing green trunks, the, the He-Man trunks, with, like, a green diamond on the front. He has red boots with a star on his chest. is like, a red armor with the sun on it, the... The Sword of Light has a giant triangular blade, like it flays out and then back in. It's uh, it's almost like a diamond, is what it, what it is. It's a diamond-shaped blade, and then he has a green, a green shield that fits into his hand, and then another piece clicks onto his arm. I think he's really cool, honestly. I think uh, let's see the, the wings around his head are a little cumbersome, but they, they come off. I wonder if you have to, yeah, you have to pop his head off, but they do come off. I don't know if I'm gonna use those when I display them. He. They're a bit cumbersome, honestly, but uh, let's let's take a look. Oh, he comes with a comic. I bet you this would, I bet you this would explain some stuff. Here's uh, it's called Rulers of the Sun. Sun Man rises. This must be how he gets into the uh, into the universe. Let's see. There's 
anti-Eternia He-Man, and then all of a sudden, he appears. I am the strongest. I shall know the truth. Power of the sun shine down on me. Give me strength for all to see. And then, then he appears and he knocks out the anti-Eternia He-Man. I mean, I wonder... There's probably more than that. I'll read it. I'll come back to you, and I'll let you guys know if there's any uh, any crucial info in there. There must be some, honestly. But I, I kind of think... I think a lot of the origin is open to interpretation, but it, it's interesting how they, they brought him into the standard Motu universe, and it's nice to see him... Nice to see him up there hanging out with He-Man, dude. Hanging and banging with He-Man. This is... This is one of those deals, I think, when when you merge universes or you merge, like, wrestling promotions. My dog just walked in and my dog just walked out. If When you merge these universes, when you get, when you get like, the top guys, the top characters, your He-Mans, your Sun-Mans, you kind of, you kind of got to equal them out and make their powers the same because you don't want to, you don't want to spend money to buy a whole new universe and then immediately get, a, get the idea across that the dudes you bought are inferior. You want these guys that you bought... To become top guys, you want them to become money earners. You know, you want, you want there to be Sun Man merch. In a perfect world, Sun Man and He Man are exactly the same in popularity. Or even Sun Man becomes more popular. You don't care. You don't care which character it is because you're out there to make money. So I guess so. He's coming right off the bat. He's as strong as He Man from the look of the uh from the look of the uh from the look of the comic. I apologize. I just got an email. So there you have it, my guys. We've learned a little about Sun Man. He has the typical. Typical Motu parts, he can bend at the wrist, the shoulders, the elbow, his head, his feet. You know, he has very good articulation. I gotta say, I do, um, I do like this figure quite a bit. I'm not, I'm not super keen on the wings. I don't like how the wings go around his neck like a necklace. I think it would be cooler if they attached on his shoulders like, a, like an angel. But the, the original figure, the original Olmac, came with um, wings like that, so they're keeping they're keeping it real. But it would be cool if at some point they came out with a version of Sun Man who had like big, big, beautiful wings that fold out of his back. These big yellow wings that look that look like they're made of flames. That would be that would definitely be death. He's a very good replica of the original Sun Man. The face is very much the same, but this one this one has a little more detail. You know, the tooling is a little better. The uh, Everything's just the articulation's a little better. From what I understand, this is what I read on the Olmec website, officialsunman.com, that uh, they, they've retained rights along with Marvel, and they're going to be sharing in the profits and sharing and all that. So I think I think that's really cool that, um, you know, this lady created something that's going to be paying, like paying her family dividends for, for years to come. They're going to be getting Mattel checks. From what I can see here, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven... Well, these are two of the same. One, two, three, four, five, six different figures in the Sun Man line. At least those are the ones that I see here on the uh, on the gallery. You got Sun Man, Pig Man. This is all very small. I can't, I can't read. It looks like there are three girls and one, two, three, four, five, six guys. Interesting. Um, wonder how many of these they are going to come out with. I know they're they've already. They've already made Pigman, and then there's like a guy in like a ninja mask that they've also made. His name is uh, Space Sumo, the Telekinetic Ninja. That's as great of a name as you're ever gonna hear in your life. The Space Sumo, the Telekinetic Ninja. Then let's let's just go around. You have Digitino. I think they're making him Sun Man. They've made Pighead. I know they're making Holographo, the futuristic scientist. Very cool. I hope they make him. Kikdo, the expert kickboxer. Then there's Hypno, the uh, psychic hypnotist. Duplico, 
the heroic duplicator, and a guy called Boltman who can uh, regenerate. Very, very cool. I would like it if they made all these guys. To be honest, I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. I would be so down for that. I'd probably end up getting each and every one. So there you go. This is me. I see robots, and we are going to. Uh, we're gonna skip forward, and the next. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, uh, before we get to that, Grandmaster Grandpa's yelling in my ear. Before we, before we get to that, let's uh. Let's get a, a kind word from show's sponsor, That's a Meatball, home of the big boy. Sugar, I'm in love with you. Hello, I am Marco from That's a Meatball, home of the big boy. We have meatballs and we have more meatballs. Deep fried meatballs, wild meatballs, backed meatballs, microwaved meatballs, sandrid meatballs and more. You want a meatball? We will give you one on a plate. Come down to our new location in San Jose and tell them Marco sent you and you will get one free meatball topping from all new meatball bar. We have everything there from bread crumbs to tofu flakes if you happen to be a wimp. That's a meatball, home of the big boy, with a new location in San Jose, over by that place everyone dumps old refrigerators and other broken appliances. Charge it. Charge it. This week in Japanese League Baseball, Chunichi Dragons outfielder Kosuke Fukudome announced retirement from professional baseball at the age of 45. The NPB elder statesman played for 11 seasons with the Dragons before playing three seasons in MLB. He returned to NPB at the age of 35 and had eight rather successful seasons with the Hanshin Tigers and is finishing his career with the Dragons and having collected 1,099 NPB plus 498 MLB hits, 285 NPB plus 42 MLB home runs, and 1078 NPB plus 195 MLB RBIs. Now, now that's, that's an, an impressive, impressive career. career. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. This week, AC Robots left the house and went to see where Alienkovic performed songs. Emo Phillips was the opener. It was amazing. Honestly, it really was amazing. I went to see Weird Al Yankovic at the LBC. That's the Luther Burbank Center. That's a local concert uh, arena. It's small. It's a small little building, but it's very, very nice with good sight lines. We had balcony seats. We were in like the third or fourth row of the balcony, but this place is really small. So we were, I felt like we were like really close to Weird Al. Like I could, I could definitely see him. I, I myself, I am a Weird Al fan. I, I feel like everybody to some degree is a Weird Al fan because the homeboy is a legend. He's a legend above reproach. He's on the, he's on the Mr. Rogers level, the Jim Henson level of uh, just, he's above all reproach by all people. He's never, he's never done anything that would put him in a uh, in a bad light he's just he seems so cool and he seems so nice and his music is so fun the guy the guy exists it seems to create laughter and joy and fun in the world and when I saw that he was when I saw that he was going to be playing like five minutes from my house I'm just like bro we gotta go I I'm not the kind of guy who goes to a lot of concerts it's just not really it's not really my bag not that I have anything against them but for for the most part to see shows I'd want to see you have to go to San Francisco 
you have to go to Oakland, and that's like that's like a couple hour drive with parking and just you know the whole everything involved. And while it can be fun, it's also it's also a bit stressful to me to like go out and, and do these things. But when I when I see something that's like just so close to my house, I'm like, bro, you gotta go. But it's weird because I don't feel like I've been out of the house in this way in like at least two years, three years with everything going on. So this was. This was a big deal to me, and I was I was anxious in a good way to get to the uh, concert and see see Weird Al. We wore masks. I felt like that was advisable. I realized like this whole thing is kind of kind of on the decline, but I, I also feel like you know you're jammed in tight with a bunch of other people that you don't know, and there's going to be like spit flying and laughter and joy, and just just be a little prudent because I don't know, dude. You might not get the bug, but you also might not get a cold. You don't know what's going on. There's like there's flus, there's colds, there's all there's all these things going out there, and it's better. Better safe than sorry is how I'm gonna play it for the for the time being. But uh, anyhow, we went. It was a hoot, bro. It was like a hoot and a half, I'd have to say. The opener was Emo Phillips, the legendary Emo Phillips, and he's he's very good, dude. He has a super polished act. His whole his whole thing just it's so smooth, it's so fun. It was just. It was really neat to see this guy who I've seen on TV so many times. I haven't been to a lot of comedy shows in in my life. I've seen I've seen Dana Carvey. I've seen a few other people, but I don't I don't like go for the uh, you know the improv sets over at the uh, Comedy Hole in in Berkeley. But at any rate, it was fun, and I I really did enjoy seeing him. I thought he was the perfect opener for like a for like a Weird Al. And going in, I I, I kind of realized once we got out of the door that I have no idea what to expect for a Weird Al concert. I seriously have no idea what's going to happen. Is he going to, like, is he going to bounce around the stage with his accordion playing all of his hits? Is he going to, is he going to do a lot of talking, you know, about the hits and the songs and just, like, play melodies of hits? I had absolutely no idea. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding you. I'm fairly, I'm fairly familiar with the Weird Al catalog beyond the hits because, you know, uh, I grew up in that nerdy life and that geeky life and I had friends who were like big time Weird Al fans and they would play Weird Al songs and we would, you know, get down to like Dare to be Stupid and all these other jams. Dare to be Stupid is my favorite Weird Al song of all the, all the Weird Al songs. I was hoping, I was hoping beyond hope that I would get to hear Dare to be Stupid. Did I? We'll find out. When, when when we got there, you know, we saw we saw a couple people. It's interesting. I'm thinking, like, who are we gonna see at the Weird Al concert? This is this is in Santa Rosa, so you're gonna see a bunch of Santa Rosa guys. I saw my guy Lex Ice. I saw my homeboy Neil. I saw I saw a few other people. I I expected to see a few more nerds than I knew, but I did not, in fact, see these nerds. I saw these other nerds. But then we took our seats. We sat down. There were people on all sides of us. It appeared to be sold out. There was like like a I saw I think maybe like two open seats in the whole place, but it was it was jam packed. And the seats there are kind of small. And you know, I'm swole. I'm huge. So I I'm, I feel like I'm jammed into my seat a little bit. My back my back is a little cramped to be honest from uh, sitting that long consecutively. But that's neither here nor there, dude. Because my my brain is warm and my heart is full. So it all it all balances out. So when when the show starts, and we were going to see a tour that is known as the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. And then when he, when our guy Al steps on the stage, it was amazing seeing him step on the stage. Okay, I'm, I'm not even kidding. He says his Hawaiian shirt and his hair, and it's just, it's like seeing a super duper star that you never saw in person. When he, when he gets on stage, you know, he kind of, you know, he riffs a little bit about having been in Santa Rosa before and having played in this building before. And then he says... 
As many of you know, if you visited the website recently, as you know, on this tour, we're going to be playing original songs. We're going to be playing songs that are considered by some to be the least popular of all Weird Al songs. And I'm like, wow, that's uh, that's super interesting. We're going to hear a bunch of Weird Al originals. And I'm like, you know, that's honestly very cool to me because I don't need to hear him do Eat It. I don't need to hear Like a Surgeon. I've heard these songs a million times. Let's hear the other songs that maybe we haven't heard as much. And I myself... I like the Weird Al originals. I think that he's a really witty songwriter. His songs are catchy. He He's really good at, like, aping different styles. He has, like, songs that sound like police songs. A lot of his songs, like, Dare to be Stupid is one that sounds like a Devo song. So he's not always, like, parodying, like, specific songs. Sometimes he's, like, he's parodying, like, specific genres. And he, his band, his band is tight, dude. His band is tight. And they can play these songs, like, as good as, you know, in, in any style. They're very versatile musicians. Let's, uh... Let's go over the set list. I went to setlist.fm, which is a site where people post set list of concerts they've gone to. And somebody posted the set list of this very show. September 22nd, Weird Al Yankovic. He started off with Velvet Elvis, which is a police sound alike. Very good. Let Me Be Your Hog. One More Minute. My Baby's In Love With Eddie Vedder. Then he did a long riff on the origin of this song called Skipper Dan, which was about a, a trip he took on the uh, Jungle Cruise ride at Disneyland. That was really great. I remember Larry. And then he had his drummer, John Bermuda Schwartz, do a drum solo. And he's, when you hear him go, these guys are good, dude. These guys are like the best musicians you've ever heard in your life. So he does a drum solo, really great. And then he did a song called When I Was Your Age, which I hadn't heard before, but I loved. They had, they had Smoke and lights and all these things and when he did this song it was it was red his face was red it was it was good dude then he did buy me a condo which was a kind of kind of a reggae sound like what did he say he's like do you guys like country music and people are like woo yeah you know whatever right and then he goes well i'm going to do a song from a country called jamaica and then he played this reggae song it was pretty funny then he had his keyboardist do a harpsichord solo it was amazing it was amazing and all the time he's teasing that he's gonna do a, a guitar solo his guitarist is gonna do a solo next and then he pulls away and said first we're gonna play a song called melanie this song was also really good then he jumped into dare to be stupid i was blown away when he said he was gonna play only the unpopular songs i said well i guess no dare to be stupid too bad for me but then he played it it was amazing i popped so big i jumped out of my seat we're in the balcony I almost fell to the floor. I almost fell to the floor. They had to grab my feet. Then he did Airline Amy, The Night Santa Went Crazy, which is uh, one of two Christmas songs he does. And, and they had, like, red and green lights, and he's playing the accordion. Just, just super fun. Then Midnight Star, Generic Blues, and then his song Mr. Popeil, which he which he said is not about Ron Popeil of Ronco fame. This is, in fact, about Ron Popeil's father, who was a big TV guy when Al was younger. And then he went into uh, the last song on the set, The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota. And he, like, this was so good. He plays the song so good. I cannot believe how good of a singer Weird Al is in person. He sounds exactly like he does on the records. And it's like, the, the range of his voice is so vast. He can do reggae songs. He can do country songs. He's doing songs that are rock. This was, this was it was just the, like, it, it might be the best show I've ever seen. It was just so great, so much fun. Then the last song, Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota, got a standing ovation. I myself stood because it was just, it was just so great. I had such a good time. So I stood up, I'm clapping, I'm cheering, everybody's clapping and cheering. And then he comes out, talks a little bit more. 
goes into an encore. And this is when, this is when it got, it, it went from good to amazing. The first song he did on the encore, he's like, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get a little, little crowd interaction. I'm going to do, you know, I'll let, I'll let somebody pick. And that person is John, who is the drummer. So he leads over to John and John's like, how about a little Tom Petty? And they immediately cut into Refugee, the Tom Petty song. And man, I was blown away at Al singing in this. This was fantastic. I went out to the online and I found another recording of uh, him doing the song. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in here right now. singing he, he's swinging his hair around and the the lights are red and it was just oh my gosh this was this was fantastic i can't get across like how fun this was live all of a sudden all of a sudden your guy weird al is doing a tom petty song and he's and he's killing it like they're knocking it out of the park and then from there he went into like like a 20 minute melody of amish paradise Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, and he finished up with a sing-along of Yoda. And it was, it was just, I've never heard anything this great in my life. It was so much fun. And I'm thinking, like, he's doing this after he's already done a show. He's done a whole entire show. It's like, it was like an hour and 45 minutes, and then he does another 20, 25 minutes of all the hits unexpectedly. It was it was so good. And then at the end, they did, him and the the band did like this, this like vocal melody of them all going, boom, shakalaka, laka, boom, shakalaka. But like, boom, shakalaka, laka, boom, shakalaka, but like, boom, shakalaka, laka, boom, shakalaka, but like, boom, shakalaka, but like, boom, shakalaka, but like, it was just, it was crazy. And it went on for like five minutes and it just became like completely surreal and insane. It was just, it was so great. Everybody's singing Yoda. I met them in a swamp down in Dagobah where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated... Everybody's standing up and going, Yoda, Y-O-D-A, Yoda, yo, 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 Yoda. It was so much so much fun. If you get the chance to see Weird Al, if he comes around you within driving distance, within within walking distance, I can't advise you enough. It is so much fun. So much fun. We had such a good time. Weird Al seems like such a nice guy. Like, his stage banter is funny. It's just so practiced, so polished. He's such a pro. The show is tight. The lights are awesome. I had... I had the time of my life. I'm not even kidding. This was a five mic classic concert. If you get the chance, go see Weird Al. We're gonna we're gonna move forward now into um, something that won't be as fun. We're gonna talk about books in a segment we know as a uh, reading rainbow. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. 
Guys, your robots, we're back for another super fun segment. This one is known as Reading Rainbow. This is the uh, part of the show where I talk about some of the things I might have read over the past week, and I, I know not why, but it was a it was a slow week as far as reading. I I did kind of like I, I poked along on my John Ringo book, Sail, Sailing a Darkling Sky. I I'm still liking that. I uh, I read. I read a whole entire book on my Kindle. There was like a, a rainy day last week, and I just like I sat around and I read this. I read this wrestler's bio, a uh, fellow who goes by the name of New Jack. I had this. I bought this on on my Kindle, and I was I was I was checking this out, and it's it's interesting to me. New Jack is a dude that I don't like a whole lot. Uh, he's he's since passed away since he since he wrote this book. So I I, I don't want to speak ill of the. Uh, of the deceased, but I've never, I've never not never been a fan of New Jack. He is a, uh, like a extreme championship wrestling fella. He, he was part of a tag team called the Gangsters with this guy, guy Mustafa. And I, I just, I never really liked him. And then one day when he passed away, our guy Gino Vega from the uh, Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast available on the Eyes of Robots radio network, he wrote a thing about how New Jack always stays in his uh, worked wrestler persona, like always, and how he really, he really appreciated how how New Jack kept it that way. When a lot of guys, a lot of guys like you know they do their wrestling and then they go back to being themselves in interviews and stuff. New Jack, he was one hundred percent always in character all the time. And I realized when he wrote this, when our guy Gina Vega wrote this, that I, in fact, had fallen for the work. That I thought that New Jack was just, I just thought he was a super jerk and I couldn't stand him, but I, in fact, was falling for the worked character. And then that gave me, like, an all-new appreciation for New Jack. So then when I saw his book was on sale on, on Amazon, which I which I don't go to a lot, but I do buy Kindle books there from time to time. Some things are only available in Kindle. A lot of these... A lot of these wrestlers' books, they they do like one printing and then they're just they're out of print, and I don't want to I don't want to pay a fortune for them, so I do end up getting them on Kindle. Shout out to Jeff Bezos, who I'm no fan of, but uh, any any who I, I I read his book and it was it was enlightening in a lot of areas. Like New Jack plays his character of like this out of control gangsta guy. He's always stabbing people with implements, and there's there's blood and guts and gore, and he jumps off things. Very. Very violent character, and in in his book, you discover that New Jack, in fact, went to college. New Jack, in fact, played college football, and that while while he did have like a very rough upbringing, he uh he is in fact a normal uh, run of the mill guy, and that was that was just like a trip for me to read about how he's just like doing stuff, just living life, having having a good time, blah 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 blah. I also I also discovered that like New Jack has a lot of guys that in wrestling. That he has respect for. This guys he respects. But there's not a lot of guys he likes. And one of the few guys that he likes. And one of the few guys he is in fact friends with. Is a guy who goes by the name of Shark Boy. I, I am a giant fan of Shark Boy. He's this silly wrestler who wears like a shark mask. But I myself think he's... I don't know man. I think he's hilarious. I really do enjoy Shark Boy. And it's funny funny for me to think about like New Jack and Shark Boy. Having, having conversations on the phone. He, I I don't know. But I, re- I read this book. I think it's just called New Jack. And I would... I would recommend it if you're if you're the kind of guy who's into wrestling fan books or whatever. This is this is one to check out. I'm really 
I'm really uh, into wrestler bios. I don't, I know not why. It's just, uh, I think it's just like I know so much about wrestling that it's like easy, easy to read these books. I, I didn't read any comics over the week. It was, it was just like a slow reading week. I read the Wrestling Observer newsletter, which I, which I always do, and then I read this book about New Jack, and then I, 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 I poked away at my John Ringo book, and it was, it was all fun. It was all cool. Also. I read the newspaper every day. I get the newspaper delivered to my house, and that's that's a big part of my daily reading. I, I read it while I eat my oatmeal in the morning, and then I'll kind of go back to it at, during various times of the day and read a little bit of this, a little bit of that, blah, blah, blah. It's fun. I enjoy the, the local news stories. Oh, here's another local news story related to the earthquake. This came out a couple days after the earthquake. There was a creek over near, I believe it's Mark West Spring Road, and this creek... This creek has been dry for, like, forever. It just, I don't know, just ran dry. And it, uh, it's been that way for as long as anyone can remember. But the earthquake opened up a hole in which water started spurting out. And the creek is now six inches deep and is running like crazy, which is crazy to me. So with the destruction of the earthquake came a new birth, a new creek. So that's, that's pretty cool. Imagine you live by this creek. Like, you live by this creek. It's always been dry. And then you wake up one day, there's water running. They they interviewed the guy who lived there, and he's just like, I can't. I can't believe it. This is like a full-on creek now, and it's connected. It's connected to another creek. Water is running. It's gonna, as far as they can tell, it's gonna be like a permanent thing. So it's very, very interesting. I, I can't imagine what happened under the earth. I don't know if, like, it opened up a spring and the water started to come out, or maybe it, uh, Opened up something that connected it to a different part of the creek. I know not, but it's fun. It's interesting. It's cool. But um, let's see. Anything else? I'm still, I'm still plugging away on these comics. I subscribe to these monthly comics, and I don't, I don't get to them as often as I would like. Like right now, I still got, I still got the new Detective Comics. I still got the new Daredevil. I still got the new Avengers, and I still got the new Action, as well as all these Spider Woman that I picked up at the wherever I picked them up, and then I got. I got some Jonah Hex. I got Jonah Hex number 56, Jonah Hex number 53, Jonah Hex number 55, which I haven't read. And then I got G.I. Joe 106, which I picked up and I haven't read. So I'm I'm just really far behind on these, honestly. This, this Kindle that I found in a junk pile has really been, like, taking away a lot of my book reading time because it's so easy. It's so convenient. It's one of those... It's one of those paper white Kindles. I, I I like it because you can read it and the glare of a like, you know, these tablet style Kindles isn't isn't there. It's um very easy on the eyes and I can appreciate how I have like, I don't know, like 40, 50 books in there and these are all like these are all like my favoritest books and it's fun to like just kind of kind of peek at these, but it is keeping me away from reading my John Ringo book. So I got to I got to get back on that. I I love to read, dude. I just love to read. Reading is fundamental. Reading is good for you. Reading is, uh, I don't, I don't know what I would do if I didn't, if I didn't read. I've always been, I've always just been a voracious reader. I, I like sitting and just digging into a book and just kind of, just kind of taking, taking like the time to learn about something or learn about somewhere else or even just, even taking the time to like have a fanciful fantasy adventure. I don't know, man. Reading Reading is where it's at. I, I feel like I feel like people read more now than they ever did before, but I think that they read less books than they ever did before. People are always reading. Like, people are always on their phone, always reading things, but the things that they read probably aren't worth reading. So, put down the phone, 
go get a book. Go to markalley.com. Check out my guy, Mark Alley, the famous, famous author. He has all kinds of books over there. He has... He has some of my Kindle favorites. I'm not even. I'm not even going to lie to you. Some of the uh, some of the books that I read the most on the Kindle are Mark Alley's. Mark Alley is he's a show listener, really cool guy, and I I just I don't know, dude. He has this really nice writing style. I have I was geeky when geeky wasn't cool on my Kindle. That was one of his books. I also have Don't Stop the Geekin on my Kindle, and I look at these all the time. If you if you like like the retro things, if you like stories of the days of yore, the 80s, 90s, and whatnot. These are for you. That's Mark Alley. Mark with a C, M-A-R-C-A-L-L-I-E dot com. You can get those books there. He's working on this this really cool like fantasy story about a uh, I'm not even really sure like space aliens. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to complete the the whole thing and make it Stellar Warlords is what it's called. And I can't I can't wait till he finishes that and puts it into like one one Criterion style collection on a Kindle. I'll definitely get that. That what's what's cool about the Kindle is that uh, indie authors can get their books out there much easier than, than printing printing hard copies. But our guy Mark did print some some hard copies. I have I have them here in the office, and I, they're they're awesome, dude. But this is a book for some reason. I, I, I read it first on the Kindle, and to me it's like a Kindle book. So when I, whenever I'm poking around my can, I always I always see this one, and I, I, I give it a read. But uh, anywho, I, I can't recommend reading high enough if you uh, if you don't normally read. So I think <laughs> I think that's... I think that's about it for the week, man. It's uh, it's been a good one. Went to that Weird Al show. Had an earthquake. Felt my, felt my mortality by uh, you know. Oh yeah, the gym, the gym. As as you guys know, my my gym branch is closing down, and I asked you guys whether I should go to a different gym chain that's uh close to my house, or should I stay with the same. The same gym that's going to be, I don't know, like the, the main branch is like 12 minutes from my house. It's not really that far, but we we paid a visit over to the the gym that's near my house. And while it was very nice, while the people there were very polite, it was not in any way for me, dude. This is the kind of gym where like, I, I can't even say it's like a pop gym, like a mainstream gym. And the gym that I've been going to now is kind of, it's kind of like a weightlifter gym with like crusty old weights. With old but well-maintained machines and dudes working out in jeans, guys doing bench presses and uh, chinos, and I, I need that environment. I need that environment of guys working out in chinos and tank tops. That's just what I, what I'm used to. And so we are, in fact, going to continue going to Bennett's gym. We're going to go to the Bennett's gym over, over near Coffee uh, Lane. We, we went over there to give it a look see, and I gotta say. This gym is marvelous. It's gigantic. It is so big. It looks like the kind of gym that like NFL guys work out. When you see like when you see like the combines or whatever they call it, this looks like the place where they hold things like that. It is massive. And what really what really sold us, they got a tire. They got a tire that you can flip. They have like a side yard. You go out this little door and they have a tire and it's in the dirt and we we're flipping the tire and as you guys know, if you listen to any of the Stuck at Home show, I am a nut for flipping a giant tire. So that sealed it for us. Bennett's gym for life. And uh, I think that's about it. If you guys aren't doing it already, please check out the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. That has its own separate feed. Just type in audio handbook of the Marvel Universe or go to icrobots.com. I double E robots.com. You can find all the links there. Give us a follow on the tweets at icrobots. The Twitter for the audio handbook is Marvel Handbook at Marvel Handbook. Give that a follow. We we've had some really good ones lately. We did Daredevil, 
That was fun. We did Jubilee. That was fun. We did uh, The American Eagle. That was fun. He's a personal favorite of mine. We got Dakota North coming out soon. That's going to be a good one. If you... If there's any characters that you would like to see on the audio handbook, hit me up. I'm looking for fun ideas that you guys might also like. So if you, if you'd like to hear me talk about Doctor Octopus, if you'd like to hear me talk about the Red She-Hulk, if you'd like to hear me talk about Professor X, if you want to hear me talk about Spider Woman, if you want to hear me talk about, I don't know, just anybody you can think of. If you want to hear me talk about them, hit me up, and I will do so, or I will make an honest, sincere effort to do so, or at the very least, I'll consider making an honest effort to do so but uh that's gonna be all fun so i think that's about it guys we are gonna get out of here if you don't like what's going on in the news go out there and make some of your own all right um and bring an organ and you know i got to have that do here and you look forward to new programming. Consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. Hey! Knock on wood, duplico. Hey! Sun man. Hey! The IC Robots Radio Word of the Week is accordion. Tweet accordion to at IC Robots for a small bit of props. I don't